Next on BYU Sports Nation, what if BYU beats LSU? Hypothetical hysteria? Maybe. But what if? Mo Longy's first interview as a BYU player happened with us. What he Googled about football before arriving in Provo. Plus the radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, and big deal, no deal. Ty Detmer is undefeated versus LSU's head coach. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, August 30th, we are two days away from September, three days away from the LSU-BYU game, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up. With Jerem Jordan, who also happens to moonlight as a special teams expert. Well, special being the operative word. Uh, I've been called that a lot in my life. But, uh, yeah, hap- happy to be a part of the team. I, I just, you know, they said they need a third-string long snapper, and I raised my hand, and here we are. Oh, trained by Matt Foley? Motivational speaker, also a long snapper in his free time, <laughs> living in a van down by the river. In all seriousness, the BYU special teams did something really cool on social media yesterday. They got together... And essentially presented this video presentation where they called out all of the other specialist groups from major college football teams and said, hey, we got together. We're donating $100 as a specialist group to the J.J. Watt Foundation to help the folks in Houston. And it went Very viral. Cool. It went viral. And J.J. Watt and this, uh, this campaign, they've raised over $4 million. Oh, no, it's above five now. So then it was the goal was five, and they just keep going. So that, that's cool to be able to help out these people in Houston. So nicely done by the specialists at BYU. Led by Matt Foley. Motivational speaker. You have to say <laughs> motivational speaker right after. One of the greatest skits, if not the greatest skit. More cowbell is probably the greatest skit, I'll be honest. Ooh, now that is a topic for the summer. Yes. That is a topic and for the summer. And it is not the summer. No, it is not. Well, actually it is. We have like three more weeks Technically it is. But it's but ball once football season. Se- yeah, it's, it's ball that season. That is right. It is ball season. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football preparing for Louisiana State University. This Saturday in the New Orleans Superdome. Post-practice media availability, 1.15 Eastern today. Interviews live on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. We will have our all-access recap as well. Love answering your questions right after we talk to the players and coaches for the latest and greatest. As for the ticket situation with the game relocation, once again, those who purchased tickets through BYU to the game in Houston will be refunded and will receive an email with detailed information on how to buy priority tickets if you didn't purchase a ticket previously today at 12:30 eastern buy tickets in the byu section via Ticketmaster by using the promo code byu fan again the promo code byu fan on Ticketmaster 12:30 eastern today if you did not previously purchase any tickets Taysom Hill took second-team reps with the Packers in practice behind Brett Hundley from Spencer's second-favorite school, UCLA, yesterday. Packers starter Aaron Rodgers has not been practicing, according to Michael Cohen of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. You know those Bruins always coming through for you, Jerem. Never letting you down. Never letting you down. I liked Xavier Suofilo. 
Yeah, Xavier's... It was a Timview guy that we Xavier's covered. a cool guy. Yeah, yeah Zav- Xavier's a cool guy. Speaking of Houston, he plays for the Texans. Uh, there was a fake tweet, by the way, that Brett Hundley got traded in the NFL yesterday. Oh! <laughs> he did not get traded. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> for a second, the people were like, Whoa, Taysom Hill! Nope, not really. That was the reaction from people. Men's cross-country ranked sixth in all the land, and women's cross-country also in the top ten at number nine in the U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association preseason poll. Remember, that's USTFCCCA. Yeah, three Cs. Don't you forget it. That's not a joke. It's the first time both the men's and women's teams are both in the top ten in the early polls. Well, well, well. Shout out to Ed Eyestone and Diljeet Taylor. Doing work. Clocking in, doing work. And Maverick Buffo's been clocking in as well. Pitched five scoreless innings, allowed one hit. He now has given up two earned runs in 34 innings in rookie ball. His ERA is 0.53. You hear that? A potential call-up to Vancouver at some point. Oh, is it Vancouver or Lansing? The lug nuts? (laughs) The lug nuts. Come to yeah, I could see a, a awesome promo. Come get a wrench at the game Friday night and fireworks. I actually love Lansing. If you've ever been, it's one of the my favorite like college, Lansing, Michigan college towns that I've ever visited. I'm more of a fan of West Lansing than East. Than East? Oh no, it was. Is there even a West great. Lansing? It's beautiful there. It's beautiful there. Oh, good luck to Maverick. It's beautiful this time of Whether year. Whether he's uh, in Vancouver or a lug nut in Lansing. Coof. The dude is getting it done. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Hypothetical haymaker. Get ready for it, Jerem. I'm winding up. What if? Well, it's Conor McGregor, so it's not going to be that hard. BYU beats LSU. Let it marinate, my friends. That marination takes a long time. Whatever you have to do, envision it. Do it! And answer today's Twitter question. What would a win Saturday over LSU mean for BYU? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Ridgeline underscore day. A win over LSU can mean only one thing. Waddell showed up for the game! <laughs> Who is Waddell? I need, speaking of, I need to remember that we've got to put Waddell in the pregame show. Who is Waddell? Waddell. Yes. For those that who, are not. Who will represent Waddell? Aware of what is happening with Waddell. Yeah, let's explain Waddell. In the movie Cheaper by the Dozen, Steve Martin is giving a press conference, and there's a news ticker underneath that has BYU and LSU in a football game. With BYU leading late in the third quarter, 19-16, to 16, and it says, Waddell, 80 yards rushing for so BYU. So we're like, who's Waddell? <laughs> this movie came out in 03, okay? So who is Waddell? Is it Squally Canada? Is it... Kavika Fanua? Kavika Fanua? Like, those are your two best options there, but... Yeah, what, what would a win Saturday over LSU mean for BYU? That's an intriguing question. And what if BYU wins this game? Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. How can people even begin to think about a win over LSU when BYU scored 20 points against Portland State? Head coach Kalani Satake, what say ye? We definitely can play better than that, you know, and, and uh, I had to remind our players, I, I said it before, that in the locker room that you, you thought we lost, you know, and so we had to remind them that winning is hard to do and, and uh, to respect the game and appreciate the wins, even when you don't play well, you know, and, and uh, to learn from it. I mean, I'd rather learn from a win than learn from a loss. Okay. Yeah, amen to that. Ideally, yes, you want to learn from a win 
over learning from a loss. But do you feel better yet about BYU and LSU? Maybe this will make you feel a little better and help calm some of your anxiety, also from Kalani Satake. Now we're, we're to this big game, and our guys are excited about it. They've been, it's been something that, that popped out to them when we looked at the, the, the schedule. And so uh, let's go. Our guys are excited for the game, and, and uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I feel confident in our players, and, and I feel confident that we'll, we'll play much better than we did this last week. I feel confident that we'll play much better than we did last week. That was last night, by the way, on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. What would a win? What if? What if those confidence players show up and pull off the unthinkable? It, it, and it's not totally unthinkable. Like, Vegas is saying it's pretty unthinkable. Because the line is up to what? Like 16 and a half or something crazy? Yeah. That's, it was 13 and a half in Houston. It rose three points in three days. All the money going on LSU. Yeah, that's so, yeah. Vegas thinks LSU is going to crush BYU, okay? BYU, I, I see a situation, albeit, uh, you know, if this game's played 10 times, BYU wins this once, twice, maybe. Guess what? BYU's not going to play 10 times. They're going to play once. So That's the just, beauty of it. If, if you had told me, you know, is going to beat Gonzaga last year in basketball, we like, it was hard to see a scenario in which that happened. But if BYU wins this game, obviously it's the biggest win in independence for BYU. I, bigger than the Texas game at home because this is LSU in New Orleans, man. This is a top 15 team. Potentially a ranking. You sneak into the 20s somewhere, maybe, right? I think that if BYU beats LSU in New Orleans, they've got to be in the top 25. And then if BYU beats LSU, this changes everything we think about this season. All of a sudden, it's like, can BYU run the table? Could BYU be in a New Year's Six? Like, that is the rhetoric that would come out if BYU won. And not just from BYU fans. It would come from... National writers. Because the you, Cougars are independent. They beat LSU. They're 2-0. and They're ranked. If you beat LSU in New Orleans, Kevin Garnett's going to be like, anything is possible! Right? Overnight college football yes. darling. Yes. Now, I'm not to that point yet. I need to see BYU beat LSU, and then I would need BYU, see BYU handle Utah, Wisconsin, so on. So I'm not ready to embrace that train of thought. I'm just saying that's the rhetoric that would start to happen if BYU won. I remember hearing distinctly from a lot of fans very early in the BYU Sports Nation annals. Annals? After wow. the Virginia game when we launched the show and Texas approaching as the 15th ranked team in the country, people saying, Speaking of weather issue. How in the world is BYU going to beat Texas if they can't beat Virginia? 16 points against Virginia. And then they exploded for 40 the next week. Week to week, it can be very, very different. Now, Texas, now te- is Texas LSU? Yeah, and that, that was at home. That was nice. That was young, healthy Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. That was one of the craziest games ever, right? But now, that same team scored 16 points against right, Virginia. Right. Wisconsin last year struggled against Georgia Southern in the first game, got a close win. I mean, this is not unprecedented. But I do think this game's going to be tough. Like, how much does BYU have to lose in this game? Let's say BYU loses by... Yeah, what if BYU loses? If BYU loses, guess what? They're supposed to lose this game. By 16 and a half points. That's why it would be a nice win. That's why it would be a nice win. Because LSU is really good. I think this is an incredible opportunity for BYU. You don't win, whatever. You You move on, you play Utah next week, and that's its own story. I hope the line climbs to 17. 
just so, just to make it that much more. Should fun. I throw it out there right now? Should I do this? Should I do this? I'm ready, man. Should, do you know what I'm? Where yes, I'm going? I know where of you're going. Of course you do. We've been doing literally over a thousand shows together. I'm gonna reverse curse this. I'm gonna try and reverse curse this. Okay? No, you will reverse curse. It. I will. LS. L. Let's go here. LSU. LSU by 17 plus in an attempt <laughs> to reverse curse the game. I called for a 17 plus win against Portland State. It was 14. So I'm trying to get this thing closer than it would have been. <laughs> reverse curse. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, man. BYU does have some enjoyable history mm. in the Superdome, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's a super stat, Spencer. BYU beat Tulane 54-3 in the Superdome and the only game in program history in that venue in 2009. Okay. Tulane, not the same as Louisiana State, but uh, same uh, program in that state, in the state, at the Superdome. Yes, yes. Uh, BYU averaging a 51-point victory every time they play in the Superdome, Every time. Every time. What would it mean if BYU beats LSU? We think biggest win in independence. Likely ranked in the top 25. Overnight college football darling. Expectations shoot through the roof. Some national writer probably lights the BYU to Power 5 conversation again. (laughs) Heaven forbid. But it probably will happen. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter and get your responses. Hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Warfasaur says biggest BYU win since 2009 versus Oklahoma. Solidifies yes, Kalani as the real deal. Goes down in the hearts of every Cougar fan for life. Yes, this would be one of the top five, top ten wins in program history. If BYU wins. At Trevor underscore Linton. Win or lose, fan base overreaction is a guarantee. Oh, I, but I love it. That's why we have a show. Well, if BYU wins, whatever reaction's there, that'll be fair. Because that'd be a huge win. Coming up, we go two-on-one with the one, the only, Big Mo Longy. His first media interview with us. But first, Greg Rebell breaks down his expectations for BYU and LSU. What's the magic stat we should all be watching? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Join us on Twitter, won't you? At BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Behind the mic is on BYU Radio and the app tonight, 8 Eastern Time. Greg Rubel hosting. He'll tell us the guest coming up because I can't remember. <laughs> we'll ask him. I love the honesty. I, I don't like, know. I was like, who are the guests? I, ah, I don't know. We'll ask. We'll, we'll ask the guy. That's why we have him here. What would a win Saturday over LSU mean for BYU? What if BYU beats LSU? We're throwing the hypothetical haymaker today at our Greenhaw. A major step in going undefeated and national hype. It would give us confidence that we can beat anyone. In parentheses, hopefully not arrogance. Arrogance is underrated. Underrated. Another time. Yeah, another summer It'd topic, perhaps, along with the greatest Saturday Night Live skit ever. Yeah. Yeah, mark yeah. all these okay. down. Okay, yeah, I'll mark, write that down. Mark all of those down. 
Joining us now, a man who is currently behind the mic in Studio B and will be behind the mic on BYU Radio tonight, Greg Rebell, the voice of the Cougars. Greg? There he is. Welcome back. You're not busy at all this time of year, so uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm behind this mic right now. Yes, you yeah. are. So I was counting on the Jerem for the guest lineup tonight, so uh, we're out of luck. I don't know who's on the show. Uh, we'll have, uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell, David Stern. No, wait, I do know. This, this just handed me. I, we've got... Uh, from the first family of BYU football, Steve Kofusi yes. is on. BYU linebacker coach Steve Kofusi will be with us. Uh, former BYU wide receiver, record-setting wideout, dare I say. Austin Colley is on the program. The goat. And a mystery guest. I'd like to promote it now, but I just want to hedge my, hedge my bets to a little, little later on in the day. So if, if this mystery guest is going to happen... Uh, I'll update you on Twitter a little later on today. Oh, okay. Such a I feel feel right. pretty good about it, but again, not a hundred percent. So okay. uh, we'll go mystery guest. If it happens, you'll hear about it on Twitter at Greg Rubel later on today. Okay. Okay, Greg. Well, thanks for coming on. By Greg. the way, throwback. You. you bet. Uh, <laughs> throwback. Uh, best Saturday night uh, skit yes, ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Your those opinion. are those are worthy options. More cowbell stands alone. Uh, Matt Foley. Anything Matt Foley does, top notch. Back in the day. James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub. Yes, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yes. Hot tub. Uh. Hot, hot tub. I put a water. Gonna make you wet. Yeah. Gonna make you sweat. sweat. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well. Okay. So, <laughs> I love that one. All right. Uh, yes. Just one to consider. Yes. Right. Okay. SNL skit power rankings coming out this afternoon. <laughs> We're seriously going to have this talk. Like, that's going to be a topic for an entire show in the summer. It needs to we be. We always say it. We just, like, launch crap yes. in the summer. It yeah, needs, the summer. It needs we'll to be. But you know, you know that that would kill because that's what people love, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh. All right. Uh, we have I, any time left? Yeah. Football? Was, thanks, Greg. <laughs> thanks, Greg. It was, yeah. it was great to have you. We'll get around to the, le- the, the lead here. I know that this is hypothetical hysteria of sorts. What if That's BYU beats four, bro. LSU? But what would a win over LSU mean for the state of BYU football? What would it do to the nation and to college football? I'll go coach speak here. It would mean 2-0 and is all it's going to mean. No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, it would, if, if LSU is arguably the best or second best team you're going to face this year, it's fair to say, right? Yeah. Then that, it pretty much proves that, that you can handle – Everything is going to come up on your schedule. Now, injuries happen and different things happen with different personnel throughout the course of the year. But if you did that, it pretty much showed that you are ready to take on the 2017 schedule and get excellent results. If you're that good, if you're good enough to beat this team, excellent team, then you're good enough to do a lot of good things here in 2017. So I think it's an early, uh, it's an early benchmark game. Uh, again, not, not a killer if you lose it because LSU is going to be legit. Uh, but if you do win it, it shows that you are up to the task of anything 2017 may throw at you. Let's keep the Wednesday hypotheticals going. BYU wins this game. What do you, what do you think happened in that game? I think BYU will have to win at least two of these three stats. Third down conversion turnover margin, and average starting field position. It may take only two to do it, but I think of those, uh, th- those are three of the most integral uh, correlation-related stats for BYU in terms of wins or losses. If they can find a way to have the advantage in two of those three categories, they're going to be in really good shape. If they win all three, they're going to win. I, I-, I believe that. Uh, for BYU, those, th- those three, and there are others that-, that play into it, but those three have just been so big for BYU over the years, last 10, 15 years. And if you can do it against LSU, again, in two of those three categories, you've played a great game. To me, this feels like it will be a low-scoring contest. It-, it just, I don't know why... Well, actually, I do know well, why. Well, there are some reasons to feel that way, yeah. right? It's early in the season to begin with. Uh, Dave Aranda 
with, with last year's D. Now, they lost a ton of talent. They lost six NFL draft picks off last year's defense alone. Not the team, just the defense lost six NFL draft picks. So you're losing a ton of talent. Six of the seven, to, or seven of the eight top tacklers are gone from last year's team. But it was a Dave Aranda defense. We've seen Dave Aranda before at Utah State and Wisconsin. His Wisconsin team did a good job against BYU. So the fact that Dave Aranda is the D.C., that, that's one good reason to think about it. Last year with that group, they allowed 1.3 touchdowns per game. Wow. Okay? So what's that put you at? 10. Okay? So 10 is what their, you know, their, their, their benchmark was going to be. If you can get past 10, you've done a good job. So if BYU were to get 20, I know Kalani wants more than the 20 points scored against Portland State. If they doubled the 10, you know, in terms of touchdowns that LSU was averaging allowed last year, if you got to 20, you've done a decent job against the Dave Aranda defense. And it may take... 2017, 2019, 2117 to win this game. I, I, I wouldn't be stunned if it's low scoring as well. And don't be, again, don't be upset if BYU only scores 20 points. That might be enough to oh, win if the BYUD is up to the task. I said to Jeremy this morning, first to 17 wins. I think first to 17 might be the winner. Yeah, that, that could be the mark. And, and LSU had some, I don't want to call them clunkers, but they had some low scoring games last year. They had uh, a number of games where they were sitting in the, in the 14, 10, 6, 7 range uh, in games they lost. Now, when they won, they tended to win pretty big. When they lost, it was usually a lower scoring and tighter affair. Let's look at those. Yeah, let's look at those numbers. So, LSU last year goes eight and four, tight losses like you you chronicled. So they lose to Wisconsin, they score fourteen points, mm-hmm. okay, sixteen fourteen. They lose to Auburn, they lose by five, they score thirteen points. They lose to Alabama ten nothing. They lose to Florida sixteen ten. So if BYU can get in the high teens. Close to 20 or something. BYU could score fewer points than they did against Portland State and still win. And, and it depends on can the offense keep LSU down and can the offense, uh, sorry, defense, can the offense get enough points? Yeah, you, you recall the start of last year. Those first three, four games, they were all, they all felt the same way. They were close losses and nobody was scoring a ton of points. And that's what you tend to get early in the season against really good teams. And certainly LSU qualifies. I think there's a lot of imperfection in perceived perfection. What I mean by that is... When Hold on, BYU, back up on that. Give me again, one more time. I think there's a lot of imperfection in perceived perfection. BYU beats Gonzaga. <laughs> oh, they had to play the perfect game to win. No, they didn't. They were down 18-2. to two. When BYU beat Oklahoma, Harv Junga didn't play. You know, Yoli Childs didn't really play. When BYU beat Miami, Ty Detmer threw like three picks. Like, stuff happens that is negative. You don't have to play a perfect game. You or score 40 points. Or score 40 points. It, it, there's, you're in the, it's what, uh, you know, 14-13 when you beat Oklahoma. 28-21 over Miami. You does not have to play a perfect game. They just have to play a really, really good game. And we know that games come down to a couple of plays. You have to be on the high side of those plays. And, and I, I think Kalani goes into this game comfortable that even though Darius Geis is a phenomenal back, and if he plays at full speed, he'll challenge any defense to do its job well. But I think he feels like our guys hit hard enough to, to have Darius Geis think he's getting SEC quality type hits when he, when, when, when he you know, runs into a linebacker or hits one of our nose tackles. I think Kalani believes that he in the front seven especially can give Darius Geis the kind of game he's going to get the rest of this season. And so I, I just get the sense that, especially defensively, there's a, there, there's a quiet confidence that, yeah, we're going to go toe-to-toe with these boys. Where is BYU better than LSU? Quarterback. Straight up. Tanner Mangum versus Danny Etling. And that's the position to be better at. Uh, Danny Etling uh, had to really fight off a freshman in camp to secure the job. They didn't name him. Remember, they did. Now, this is a senior coming in. If you're the returning senior starter, well, that's your guy, right? Well, Coach Ogeron wasn't naming him the guy until three weeks into camp. He had to fight off Miles Brennan 
to win that job and really lock it down. Uh, the cliche, I hate to use it, game manager, but that, that, that's the kind of label that a quarterback gets who's not spectacular, but his team's really good with him. That's kind of who he is. Not a great percentage completion guy. He has to be better, I think, for Auburn to, to reach its potential this year than he has been, uh, and he should be because he is a senior. But I think at quarterback, BYU has the edge. We'll see how much that means at the end of the game. But it may not just be a position, whether for BYU's advantage or disadvantage. It's going to have to be we got a lot of great efforts from a lot of different guys. Whether or not you can you know, line up BYU guy A against LSU guy A and say BYU's guy is better or not, it's, you know, do the guys B, C, and D working on that particular play work together to force the other I gay to give the ball up, for example. Uh, it's going to be a group effort. When homie started at Purdue, that tells me a lot. All right, let's get a cool thing about Canada from you this week. And I'm excited for this one. Okay, so, uh, we, you know, we, we've been lighthearted on this segment before. Okay, we're going to get serious and historical. Oh. All right, so get out the notebooks and uh, pencils, kids. So back in 1803, the U.S. acquired from the nation of France the Louisiana Purchase. Heard of it? Okay, so you see way down at the bottom, you got New Orleans and you got Louisiana, but it, it was a bunch of land, right? Look how much land the Louisiana Purchase encompassed. Yeah. And what's that? Is that Canadian land I see up oh. there? Yes, the U.S. owned parts of my home provinces. Not just on the basketball court. I grew up in Saskatchewan and Alberta. Those are my two home provinces. And for a time, about 15 years, the U.S. owned part of Canada, right there in my provinces of Alberta and Saskatchewan, until until 1818, when the U.S. and Great Britain redrew their borders to encompass the 49th parallel, in which case Great Britain later Canada got those parts back. But there you see that Louisiana Purchase gave to the U.S. parts of my homeland, the great nation of Canada back in the day. That's back in the day, people, 1803. 1803. <laughs> okay, hold on, I'm writing this. And by down. the way, today's segment can be used for credit. So, uh, you know, contact your guidance counselor. I think there's a form you fill out, and, yes. and, and you're good. Yeah. You'll take care of a couple of electives one way or the other. Yeah, just attribute Greg Rebell for that, yeah. right? Yeah. When you cite him in your research paper. It's, it's a sports nation waiver. Just ask for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Your schools all have it. Spencer so, sent you. Yeah. yeah. Safe travels to Louisiana. Yeah, going tomorrow, I hope. Yeah. I mean, it it looks like the the storm's kind of going northeasterly in New Orleans. This is going to get wet, but not really, really bad stuff. So I'm feeling good. Confidence is high that we'll fly in there tomorrow. All right. Greg Rebell. Check him out tonight behind the mic. Coming up, big deal, no deal. And Big Mo Longy is on the show's first media interview. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Your historical lesson about the Louisiana Purchase just happened. Download the podcast. Good stuff. Post-practice media availability today for BYU football is at 1.15 Eastern time, coming up in 45 minutes. Uh, You can watch interviews live on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Refreshing the BYUSN headlines. BYU football preparing for LSU this Saturday in the Superdome. Ticket situations Explained now, with the game relocation, those who purchase tickets through BYU to the game in Houston will be refunded and receive an email with detailed information on how to buy priority tickets for the Superdome. If you did not purchase a ticket previously, today, starting right now, in fact, tickets in the BYU section can be purchased via Ticketmaster. Use the promo code BYUFAN. Taysom Hill took second-team reps with the Packers in practice behind Brett Hundley yesterday. Packers starter Aaron Rodgers has not been practicing. This info according to Michael Cohen of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Have you seen Aaron Rodgers' mustache this week? Oh, it's Holy way better than mine was. Cow. U.S., excuse me, men's cross-country is sixth, and women's cross-country is ninth in the U.S. track and field cross-country coaches 
Association preseason poll. First time both the men and women have ranked teams in the top 10 together in the preseason polls. And Maverick Buffo pitched five scoreless innings, allowing one hit. He now has given up two runs in 34 innings. That's crazy. His ERA is 0.53. Jerem, I feel like we have been waiting forever. Literally three and a half years? Two and a half years. To do what we are going to do next. Mo Longy, finally available to the media, and that includes us at BYU Sports Nation. Two-on-one BYU football all-access from practice with Motokiai Taukolo Longy. Enjoy. Mo Longy, welcome officially to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks. How would you sum up your first college football game emotionally, physically? What was that like for you? It's amazing. I was grateful I was able to join in and uh, contribute to the team. So this has been a long time coming. You sign with BYU. You go on your mission to Phoenix. You even had an interview like in Sports Illustrated. Now you're at BYU. What's this been like just to get to this point for you? I don't know. I'm just speechless. Pretty much. I'm just grateful to be here. When you found out you were running out the flag last week, and in that moment, what, what was that like? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just happened to walk up one of the first guys to walk out and Jack Mooney was there, and he just had him in the flag. And Okay, I'm running out. <laughs> I'm not a citizen, but I'm running out. <laughs> I thought that was the fun part. I was like, he's not an American citizen, but he's bringing out the flag. But, but it's this team element. What's, what's it been like to integrate with this team this season? It's been great. The boys are good. Like, I like the coaching staff, like all the brothers in the team. There's it's really great atmosphere. Where do you feel like you have grown the most, learned the most as a football player from day one to now at this point? <laughs> I really can't say. I've just been taking it all in at once. But I, it's, uh, I'm picking it up just because all the boys, the D-line, they're helping me out, the coaches, Coach the Yucky and Coach Lamb, and all the other coaches are helping me out. And the O-line, they're, they know that I don't know the game, so they help me out as well. So what are some of the phrases or whatever that you've learned recently? Like like week one of camp is like, sideline, what's the sideline? You know, and they, they figure it out. Yeah, that and just um, learning all the downs and, and just waiting for the play call, the calls to, to go. What do you feel like you really know about football at this point, a couple, I guess a month and a half in or whatever? It's a great sport to play. It's a fiscal and... I love it. You got your first taste of physicality on Saturday against Portland State. Yeah. Uh, what kind of emotions went through your mind when, when that first physical bump happened? Like, what, what was going through your mind? It's getting real. <laughs> the first, <laughs> that's all I got to say. The boys were warning me, like, let's go. They're going to come at you. And like, okay. And then when it came, you're like, oh, this is football right here. Let's go. Are you used to the reaction you get when people see, like, the Portland State guy where they're like, oh? Uh, kind of. They're just like, they might have just, oh, piece of cake. <laughs> That's what they thought. But, uh, yeah, they were great. It was a great game. They put up a, a good fight, and it was great. I like that, the, your first kind of field goal block, because the guy missed the kick, and I tweeted. I said, I think that was Malongi at the line. What do you think? Nah, that was the whole line. <laughs> I got my boys there to support me, and it was all of them. So, How yep. are you feeling physically? How's your conditioning and, and getting into football shape coming along? It's better than the first day, that's all I got to say. What did you do the first day? Explain to us what that was like. Oh, so when I first came here, I knew it was a 
our strength conditioning coach. He has a plan for all the RMs and you guys, which is uh, push around a 45-pound plate uh, for 20 yards for the first 10 days. And they, they really helped me, like, getting down on the stands. I, I might need to um, do it again to get lower on the stands. So, yep. Where are you really comfortable with all of this right now? Uh, I'm super comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> What's the funnest part about all of this? Like, what what are the you enjoying part most? Just being around the the boys and the atmosphere, and we've got a great fan base, and it's just great being here. Like, I feel normal being in the SAB with all the D linemen and O linemen, and once I go outside, I'm oh, okay. Now I see why people are like, oh, you're big. But being <laughs> with the boys is just, I feel normal with them. So it's been great. I, uh, there was some question as to what position you would originally play. They said defensive line. Was that something you, you got to weigh in on, or you just said, okay, I'll do it? Well, pretty much is I'll do whatever. I'm just, like I said, I'm just jumping on this opportunity. I'm just happy that they even want me to be here. And I'm in it down for water boy and towel boy, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for whatever. People have gravitated to you, speaking specifically of the BYU fan base. Like, they – they love Mo Longy. They want pictures with Mo Longy. They, they've embraced that. What does that mean to you? I'm just grateful they're uh, out there for support. And I think they should go out and support the, the other players that are contributing to the team. I'm just there. Um, I'm just part of the team. But if they'll give a shout-out to the main players that are contributing, I think it'll be uh, good. But I'm grateful for the support. And, Yeah. Were you always big from when you were little, or did you have, like, a growth spurt at some point where you got even bigger? No, I got a growth spurt. Uh, spurt um, I don't know, junior year, I think, in high school, or freshman year. Yep. Kalani Satake said, Mo goes where he wants to go when he wants to go there. How do you flip the switch in your mind and in your body to be like, okay, let's do this right now? I don't know. It just comes on. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, um, it's just, but thing is coming along. And uh, I just paid the, uh, I just like tell the old line, make me look good for the camera when they're, when they're coming <laughs> in. So, <laughs> so yep. <yeah. laughs> Are you used to putting on the pads? You know how to do it yourself and the whole deal? Uh, to be honest, I looked it up on Google before I got here. Nice. I YouTube it so I can like uh, know how to do it. <laughs> Are you comfortable doing that? Yeah. What do you think about the opportunity to play one of the big-time college programs in the United States LSU football this Saturday? Uh, just excited. Then the boys are going to have a great game. It's there. I, all the only thing I know is that they're a good team, and we're going to have some fun playing on this Saturday. How do we get you out at the coin flip? Because there's no like actual haka, but it's a sort of like, hey, here we are, what's up? <laughs> How do we get you out there, man? Um. Like I said, I'm just following their lead. <laughs> Whatever they say, I'm going to do it. So, so right now I'm just chilling in the locker room with the boys and ready to come out. I'm going to ask Kalani that we get you out there for the coin flip. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> who, was, who was the first person that got in contact with BYU or vice versa about potentially this happening? I don't know. Steve Gafusi. So he reached out to so, – did someone tell Steve about you? I don't really know the whole story. I I just like he just came out. What'd you think when he came out? Did you even know about BYU? Anything? I heard about BYU. Uh, we couldn't watch the sport because there's nothing to uh, watch it back home. So, uh, yeah. So Steve says, "What? What does Steve say to you?" And then what's your reaction? 
Honestly, I couldn't really remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was like four yeah. years ago already, so time flies. But I'm just grateful that he came out and I'm here right now, so just now, grateful. Now, I hear that there are other siblings in the Longy family that may be interested in pursuing football. Is that true? Uh, I think so. My little brother's out there. They're doing a camp right now, but, yeah, it's all up to him. What are some of your goals for yourself this season as you continue to learn the game of football? Uh, just take it all in, and um, uh, conditioning is one of it, just getting down the weight and just learning the game pretty much and just trying to contribute to the team wherever I can. What's the target weight for you? If you say getting down to weight, where do you want to be? Uh, at this moment, um, just below 400 is, okay. is the goal. <laughs> is it weird that everyone talks about your weight? Uh, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> Let's talk about your height more. Six foot seven, right? Yeah, seven, eight. Let's go eight. Sounds better. With cleats on six, eight, right? Yeah. Let's let's just get a visual comparison here a little more if we didn't already. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Boom. I even worked out this morning, man. <laughs> are you pro- are you faster than Jerem? You look quick. He's going to beat me in a race. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Do you have an aggressive mindset, or, or is this something that you're trying to learn to be more aggressive? I can be aggressive. Um, it's inside there. I'm just trying to hide it out when I'm outside, so just like that switch. <laughs> in terms of, like, teammates and personality, who do you love to joke with and tease the most on the football team? The most? Probably say Kovika Fanua is my roommate. I like to tease with him a lot. And all the D linemen, Solomon Wolfram, me and him were companions, and he's a big choker. Um, so, um, yeah, mostly all the boys. Cassney and them um, like to goof around. Um, Kainoa is one of them. And Leroy on the O-line. It's just fun. We're just, it's just a fun time. What types of food do you really like to eat here that may be different from what you have back home? Anything beef. Anything beef. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. There you go. <laughs> Mo, it's great to talk to you. We've waited a long time to do this, man. So we, we appreciate you taking some time with us during your busy week. Yeah. I'm just grateful you wanted me to be here. And thanks for uh, the opportunity. Big Mo Longy on the record. There it is, man. There it is. Two on one with the overnight legend. He's great. Like, he's like short answers. But he's fun. And you can see that. We met him in Corona, California at the Fan Fest. He's great. I love that he's very here. relaxed yeah. personality. And very like you grateful. said, he's learning how to be aggressive to flip that switch. Up next, we have some Ashley Hatch news. She's good at soccer. Also, why Ty Detmer may have a leg up on LSU head coach Ed Orgeron. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. We may or may not be communicating through Twitter right now. I'm tweeting at you back and forth right now. (laughs) I'm like, just tell me in person, man. I want everybody on the Twitter machine to know. Hey, coming up, after further review, re-air today. If you missed last night, no worries. Coming up right after the, the program here, 1 Eastern time. Our daily rebroadcast also airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Mountain. What would a win Saturday over LSU mean for BYU? At Greg Rosenhand tweets in, progress. Need to win a big game against a team that has a good season. Keeping the score low and close would be a win, too. 
moral victory. Hey, there's that element to this too, but you don't go in thinking moral victory. You go in thinking win. And then victory! A- and then after you go, hey, it was close. Yay, Utah now. Yeah, do we still have the actual victory drop? We better save that one, right? Actual victory. Oh, it's still there. Snap, Bumblebee is on point today. It is still there. By the way, Jerem Jordan on the record, LSU 17 plus. 17 plus. Just so you know. Reverse curse attempt by moi <laughs> to get this game closer than maybe it would have been. LSU like Portland State. Plus. It unfortunately worked against Portland State. Let's play big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Number one. Big Deal, No Deal. Being a 16-point underdog versus LSU. This is a big deal. Vegas generally knows, right? And uh, they think this is a blowout. Uh, I hope BYU can make this the game where... You know, the odds makers were wrong. And you come in and not not only would you cover, but you come in and you compete for a win. That's what I want. I want to see BYU compete for a win because the season is bigger than just this one game. But if BYU somehow pulled this off, that'd be a huge win, man. This is a big deal because expectations have been set and BYU can play free. They can just go out, try and do their thing. They are not expected to win this game by the majority of the people that matter in college football. That should be an advantage for BYU mentally going into this game. It's a big deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Ty Detmer being 1-0 and versus Ed Orgeron. That's a fact. Mm, let's listen to Coach O talk about that as a matter of fact. The offensive coordinator is Ty Detmer. As you guys uh, know, I played against him in 1990. I was at Miami and Utah. It wasn't a good outcome for the Hurricanes. Nom, 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 nom. Cookies. <laughs> she is for cookies. By the way, yesterday, Boney Fuller. <laughs> Cookie Monster meets Ed Orgeron. Oh, that was great. It's fantastic. Now, Ed Orgeron, good football coach, great respecter of BYU and of Ty Detmer. He lost to Ty Detmer as part of Miami in 1990. Yeah. Big deal or no deal? No deal. Yeah, it's no deal. It's no deal. Uh, if Ty Detmer was uh, in his prime playing, big deal, but Ty Detmer's calling the plays. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no deal. No deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Ed Orgeron. Nom, 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 nom. You got to stop. I just, come on. <laughs> He's got to stop. I'm trying to be serious here. Ed Orgeron, <laughs> the actual coach, said this morning that he's yet to make a final decision upon the availability Saturday of Darius Geis. No deal. Uh, no deal. No uh, deal. He's going to play. He's going to rush the ball. He is probably so the most physical. No, we know he's the best, but he's super physical, too. Like, he he's going to play. He's a tough dude. He said yesterday, I'm always 100%. Okay, Darius Geis is going to play, and he's going to be good. Darius Geis is noise. Don't forget. Never forget. Number four. Darius Geis said yesterday that he'd play even if he didn't have any teeth. Or a helmet. Yeah, because he got his wisdom teeth on. Or a helmet. He said he'd play without a helmet. That's against the rules. Next one, big deal, no deal. Taysom Hill getting reps with the second team in Green Bay. Brett Hundley got traded, right, Jerem? Nope. Here's why it's a big deal, because... Taysom Hill doesn't have to beat out Aaron Rodgers or Brett Hundley. He has to beat out Joe, don't call me, whatever, Bo Callahan. Joe, not Bo Callahan. Joe, not Bo Callahan. From draft day. Joe, not Bo Tanner. 
Bo no, Tanner no, it's, it's Callahan. Too much. What? Yeah. Uh, this is a big deal because Taysom Hill, if he can beat out Bo Callahan for that third spot, he might make the team or at least be the practice squad guy. Yeah, things are looking up for Taysom Hill in Green Bay if he's getting reps with the second team combined with what he has done when the lights have been on in the actual preseason games. Basically, he's given Green Bay no reason to cut him. He's, he's making their decision very hard. He's going to play a lot in the game this Friday night. Yeah, the final preseason game yes. for Green Bay. Yes. Number five. Uh, if Joe Callahan uh, doesn't beat out Taysom Hill, he's got a fine future in auto parts, just saying. Ah. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. BYU soccer to host number one UCLA on Friday hey! on BYU TV. Big deal. Big deal. The number one team in the country is in town. Let's go, man. Let's go. That is a big deal. An opportunity for kind of a struggling offensive group right now with BYU women's soccer to get a huge tie or win. If you tie number one UCLA, now you're in business. You want to turn around a season that has not been up to par? Yeah. Tie or beat the number one team in the country. That should do it. This is a big deal. Oh, by the way, remember unranked Penn State in the United Soccer Coaches poll? Yeah. They're number four now. They're number four. They're number four. Well, then. So, BYU, BYU, three weeks into the season, two top five opponents. That's a little bit of a tough schedule there. On the road at Penn State, wow. who's now number four, and hosting number one UCLA. This Let's is a big deal. Right now. And I think that there will be a huge turnout for this. Tell all your friends, people. Number one team in town yeah. this Friday night. And if you're not there, watch it on Brigham BYU University TV. Television. We have you covered. Our Twitter question today, what would a win Saturday over LSU mean for BYU football? At Johnny Hovo says, a much-needed step in the right direction. It will give the team confidence to beat Utah and Wisconsin, which needs to happen for a big season. I don't know if beating both of them needs to happen. No, if BYU wins two of those three games against LSU, Utah, and Wisconsin, that's a big season. I might even take one, I'll be honest, and you know the one I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, I do. Because if you can beat Boise State and Mississippi State, so you go 3-2 and two in the Furious Five, remember? Hey, first time we mentioned Furious Five this week. This is the first of the five. Let's go. Hey, uh, speaking of five, at Sports Roof tweets in, P5 respect, mm. especially if LSU has a great year in the SEC and BYU continues to win. Yes, this would be, this would be a huge win in every sense of the word for BYU if they get it. Even being respectable would get you... Uh, some points in confidence, but you you don't go in wanting to get be respectable. You go in wanting to win. So get Waddell and win this game. Which three teams on campus are getting top ten recognition? Also, BYU women's volleyball called a mid major. What is that all about? Five straight Sweet Sixteens. It's next in the Cougar Whip Around. Uh, mid major. What are you talking about, there, Spencer? No Deal on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Greg Rebell and Mo Lange. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Brian Billick and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU football continues preparation for LSU this Saturday in the Superdome. Post practice media availability is at 1:15 Eastern Time today 
Watch interviews live on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page, Spencer. Ticket information now. Those who purchase through BYU to the game in Houston will be refunded. They will receive an email with detailed information on how to buy priority tickets in Louisiana. If you did not purchase a ticket previously, tickets available for purchase in the BYU section via Ticketmaster. Just use the promo code BYUFAN. Cougars in the NFL. Jason Hill took second team reps with the Packers in practice behind Brett Hundley yesterday. Packers starter Aaron Rodgers has not been practicing, according to Michael Cohen of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Track and field. Men's cross country sixth and women's cross country ninth in the new U.S. track and field and cross country coaches association preseason poll. First time both the men and women teams are in the top ten in the preseason. Boom. Cougars in the minors. Last night, Maverick Buffalo pitched five scoreless innings, allowed one hit in rookie ball. He now has given up two runs in 34 innings. ZRA is 0.53. And in AAA, Jacob Hanneman won for four with the stolen base for the AAA Iowa Cubs. Soccer. BYU women's soccer. For the first time in program history, winless in their first three games, they fall out of the top 25. They are five out but have a chance to hop right back in when they host number one ranked UCLA Friday, 9 Eastern, live on BYU TV. Volleyball. BYU women's volleyball is ranked second in the volleyball magazine mid-major poll. They're 10th among everybody. Cougars at 3-0 got one first-place vote in that. Creighton is ranked first. Soccer. Ashley Hatch and the North Carolina Courage face the Wilmington Spirit today at 7.30 Eastern. Hatch tied with teammate Lynn Williams with five goals scored this season. I want to give... A shout-out before we do the Rise and Shout, Jerem, to Chris and Nikki Passy. She's having a baby right now, and, and they're, they're watching, watching BYU show. Sports Nation. You can do it! They're watching BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Thank you for making us part There's of your There's so many day. better options. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Goes to the newest member of the BYU TV Sports family, Ellie Mae Collier, was born yesterday to... Live sports producer Harrison Collier's wife, Jenny. They're doing fine little Ellie, seven pounds, seven ounces. Congrats to the Colliers. We are very excited. Lucky seven pounds, lucky seven ounces. Oh, snap. Let's go. What would a win Saturday over LSU mean for BYU? Our elite tweet of the day from at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. National attention. Then time to keep winning and earn respect. The win is important, but only a fluke, if not followed by success. I'll take flukes, whatever. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use hashtag BYU with Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to Darren Lambert. After further review is up next. Do not miss it.